Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, Editor-in-Chief Braden Keith and Swim Swam data savant, Barry Revson. Uh, we are breaking down the 2021 ISL match number 11 plan match to see who will move on to the playoffs of the bottom four teams. Day one, it just came to a conclusion. And uh, the score, not certainly not what I had expected. Braden, let me hear it. Coleman, I told you. I told you. I told you. I told you. You said it was going to be Tokyo and Iron. I said, hold on, not so fast. DC Trident um, are, are better than you think they're going to be. And so far today, DC Trident are dominating. They're up, what is it, 40 points? Barry, what is it, 40 points? 50. 50 points. 50 points ahead up. of Iron. 50 points over Iron, um, another 10 or 12 ahead of Tokyo. DC is in. Uh, you know, they got to pick one of the two skins races. So we don't know that they're going to win that skins race. Um, but, you know, they, they're going to be in it enough to hold on. Uh, DC Trident will be advancing to the playoff. And Coleman, that's why I'm editor in chief and you're the podcast guy. So I'm relegated to video and not editorials. <laughs> Um, so, so first of all, let's break this down. DC Trident. Okay. I, I, I'll give it to you. I think people were like, okay, yeah, DC can make it. I don't think anyone saw them 50 points ahead after one day. So this, this is, I mean, this is a really good performance for them. Barry, break it down a little bit. You've run the numbers, you've run the simulations. What did you see for DC heading into this plan match? So going into this match, DC's had some very different performances. Like if you compare their performance in match one versus you compare their performance in match five, where they really just went off and won a whole bunch of events, right? It really depended on like which DC team that we were going to see today, right? Because if we saw the match one DC team, you know, it's, it's really up in the air between, between the three teams, but the, the match five DC team like really was like on paper going to do very well today. And, and what we saw today was actually a DC team that is doing even better than they did in match five in terms of like a lot of performances. And, and so, so that's panning out. Like, uh, you know, I, I certainly did not see them being ahead by, you know, what is it? 50 and a half points. Um, so that's, that's a pretty remarkable day for them. What I think makes this play and match interesting is the, the timing of this because they're now off for a month. So all of these teams had kind of have the opportunity I don't know if they're going full taper, but they certainly have the opportunity to rest without net. We don't expect any of them to move on to the final, but it doesn't necessarily sink their performances in the final because they have a month to go back and train coming off of a little, a little drop taper before they have to compete at least in an ISL match. That means anything again. And I'm going to get into that in just a second. I have one more quick question for Barry in terms of the Trident. Barry, can you give me those specific numbers that you were giving me before about their match, you know, their match five results compared to everyone else versus the match one results. Cause I think that was a really good piece of data. Yeah, sure. So what I did is I went through and I took every team's performance in every match and I kind of mashed them up together to make, to make new matchups, right? Like what is, what does it look like if we take, you know, DC's match five results plus Iron's match 10 results plus Tokyo's match 10 results and whatever for every combination of those. Tell us um, what so that's we, called, Barry. Tell us what that's called. Cause I love the name. I don't know, simulating? Combinatorial explosion. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, taking the product of everyone's results and kind of putting them together. 
<laughs> and uh, so with DC's match five results, um, that's that's 64 possible combinations of the other three teams. Um, and, and so DC would be ahead going into the skins in 63 of them. Um, and versus versus match one, uh, DC actually isn't ahead in, in any of them and is only even second in, in 10 of the 64. So it's a, it's a pretty stark difference. Um, of course, this season with the skins selection the way it is, it's much harder to kind of simulate that aspect of matchups. Um, in season two, it was a lot easier because like, oh, well, whoever wins the Matthew Relay picks. Um, so like all, all I can really look at is like score into skins. And of course, Iron is total boss at skins, especially compared to these three teams, which were, I think, like three of the bottom four teams in skin scoring overall. Uh, so, you know, who's who's leading ahead of skins isn't like necessarily guaranteed to win, um, especially, you know, if you're only 20 points ahead of Iron, that's basically losing. So we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, so so heading into tomorrow, uh, n- my next big question is, is this match already over? You know, or Iron... Uh, who iron who is in second right now i think about 20 points ahead of tokyo uh, you know are iron and dc already locked in heading into day two i mean in the 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 era of covid we can't ever say anything is locked in because you don't know who's going to turn up positive between now and then but i think barring something catastrophic like that uh with what iron has done I think Iron is second best in the league behind only basically the the Caleb Dressels, the Kelly Caleb Dressels uh, in skin scoring. Like that's how good they are, even though they're in this play in match. So it's hard to see them giving away the the their second place position based on that. And I just I don't think Tokyo has enough depth. This was always going to be Tokyo's problem after we saw their issues with the draft. They only retained a, a, in what eleven or twelve swimmers versus everybody else retained fifteen. They forfeited at least two draft picks because they made erroneous, erroneous choices. And I think this is where this is catching up to them, where they don't quite have the depth. They still have some very good swimmers. They have Diaceto. They just don't quite have the depth to keep up with iron. Uh, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I, I, I like to think that this match is over already, but for the sake of argument, won't want to say in that <laughs> they're going to watch this and not be happy about us saying that. Um, I <laughs> agreed. I have to give a shout out to the New York breakers. I didn't see them being as close in, in as close of a fourth place as, uh, I did after day one, especially, uh, before the medley relays, they were like within 10 points of, I think Tokyo and iron, um, obviously after the medley relays, completely different story. I think they're about 20 points back from Tokyo. Is there any chance that they get a top two finish? I mean, I don't think there's any chance that New York finishes top two. Um, but I, I don't know that I, I can comfortably say that the, the meet is over, right? So, you know, DC is up 50 and a half over iron and iron's up 12 over Tokyo. So I mean, 50 seems like a lot, um, but iron day two historically is, is pretty strong. Um, you know, based on those matchups that, that I mentioned that like iron could easily outscore DC and New York by, by 40 or more just going into the skins and then by another 40 in the skins themselves. Um, so it's, it's a little early to say, like, it's certainly possible that iron still wins this meet. Um, and it's, it's certainly possible that, although I think a lot less likely that the Tokyo passes up iron, um, going into tomorrow, but it's still a lot that could happen. So, so Barry, put us in the mindset of DC choosing the the men's skins stroke. Are they choosing that 
to try to win the meet or are they choosing that to give themselves the best chance of holding on to top two? Do you think? Which quick note, quick note. Uh, I don't think we've announced it yet. Women's skins, breaststroke, men's skins, free cho- breaststroke chosen by iron men's skins, freestyle <clears throat> chosen by DC. Go ahead, Barry. So I think on the men's side, so DC had a choice between uh, freestyle and butterfly was, was what the strokes got reduced to. And I think for DC, actually, that ends up being an extremely easy choice to make. Um, so for Iron, they have Nicholas Santos, who is just by far the best person in this field to the point where, you know, he will jackpot five, maybe six people um, in, in the field on the first 50. So and, and DC does have Ryan Hoffer in the 50. Um, so if he can throw together like a pretty good uh, 50 free in the first round, like DC will actually score points in the 50 free. Uh, whereas in fly, they basically have no shot of, of scoring any points at all. Um, so, so I think in this case, it's less of a choice between, you know, go for the win versus just try to get any points at all to place. Um, I, I, I think this choice just comes down to they can score points in freestyle. They cannot score points in butterfly. Um, so just choose the stroke where you can actually score points. Could, on the women's side of the skins, do you think that Iron's breaststroke choice could backfire at all? We we saw Ida Holko win the 50 breast today, who is for Team Iron by half a second, big jackpot win there. Uh, do we do we see any of those more 200 or 100 oriented breaststroke swimmers catching her on the breaststroke skins, especially from Tokyo? They've got Miranda Tucker, who looks pretty good in the relay today, not so good in the 200. I don't actually know what she did in the 50. Yeah, so I mean, Hulko wasn't that great in the 200 today. I don't think I don't remember the results exactly, but she's so far ahead of this field in the 50 that you know if she can just kind of hold on to that for at least two rounds, um, that seems to be like far and away Iron's best choice. Um, I think in the whole field, um, only uh, Tatiana Belaganov has broken 30 at all, and she's been like 29.9 twice versus like Hulko went 29.6 today. That's a that's a pretty large gap in a 50. Um, so that, that seems like a comfortable choice for them. And then coming circling now, circling back to what Braden was saying earlier, um, you, we we've seen that we've seen what the two days rest has done for most of the teams. Um, it it's surprisingly, I don't think a lot of the times have gotten that much faster. D- do you guys disagree? Because I was looking at results and it's like, you know, like Diaceto isn't even winning events in this match. You know, he's getting like second and third. And uh, it, uh, I mean, maybe the time's got a little, little faster, but it, it seems like it's just kind of whatever team has momentum or whatever team is best prepared and not necessarily like who rested. Well, what, what do we see? We saw Pebbly uh, went the best time of the season in the 200 back. Um, and a Hopkin had the best freestyle split of the season. We've seen a few season best times from swimmers that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe different swimmers are reacting differently to this little drop taper. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you could argue swimmers who have trained in the NCAA system are reacting a little better because that's a more common strategy in the NCAA system to go into sort of a big dual meet with a little two or three day rest. Um, I don't know, Barry, do you have any, do you have any data on whether this is actually happen happening or if these are just sort of anecdotal anomalies? Uh, so right now I can only give you anecdotes. 
Um, so I can give you, so actually Renomi has the fastest split in the season right now. So she anchored in 50.8. Um, it's the first right, split right, we've right. seen. So Anna had the fastest and then Renomi went faster. So that was the two fastest splits, right? Uh, so technically Anna was, is now fourth. Um, Sarah uh, Hoistrom and uh, Abby Weitzel were both a little bit faster, um, but like right, right there also both like 51.0. Um, I mean, Brendan Smith went 337 in the 400 free. That's two seconds faster than he'd been before. And he's still the only guy I think that's broken 340. Um, I mean, there've been some, some good times, um, but yeah, like on, on the whole, I don't know if I could say off the top of my head, uh, we we did see the slowest freestyle split in the season um, thus far uh, on on Iron Men's B team uh, a 55 um, for a guy. I think that's actually slower than uh, Shimanovich has been in breaststroke um, in some of the splits. Also, I thought it was worth noting that uh, DC Women's uh, A freestyle relay beat Iron Men's B freestyle relay, uh, which what? is just not a, not a thing that should ever happen. Uh, but it, but it did. It's almost like these jack the jackpot thing to motivate teams to go faster is backfiring because if you're going to get jackpot and just you know finish the race, right? Yeah, I mean Anna Hopkins outsplit three of those dudes. <laughs> okay, that's that's just silly. This is the data we needed, though. <laughs> uh, that's insane. So, so yeah, I don't. <clears throat> It, I mean, it, it seems like uh, what, what a lot of the coaches would tell you is that, oh, we're continuing our process, right? Like we wanted to get faster each match. And now, now, now people are getting a little faster in this match in some events and in some events men are going slower than women. (laughs) I mean, doesn't that just, I mean, doesn't that just sort of it's like a it's like a commentary on the format where you could do whatever you want the first four weeks. It it doesn't make that much of a difference in your take home pay. It doesn't make that much of a difference, and you show up here and you swim well, and you're into the playoff. And and nothing that happened in those those first four matches that you swam really matters in in terms of the the team and the scoring and all of these things that we're told are all that matters. Yeah, I mean, this is basically the match that matters, right? Especially for these teams. Yeah. And it's, and it's other than, other than Aqua, like the only thing the regular season did was told us that Aqua was slightly better than DC and iron. That was kind of the only thing we learned in the, in, in five weeks of regular season racing. Uh, I mean, Toronto got pretty good too, but yes, but I, there's still, there's, I still don't <laughs> think Toronto is going to be in the final. Like, I mean, when everybody's back really? to full strength, I still think Toronto is the fifth team. Oh, I, I, it's, I, it's not, I'm not willing to state that as forcefully as I stated that DC would be top two here, but like, I, I still think when Ryan Murphy comes back and, and when LA is maybe a little more focused, I just, I think Toronto is still the number five team. I'm not, I'm not sold on that one. That's gonna be a close matchup to watch. I think, I think it really, so the, the playoff format's pretty interesting, right? Because it's like kind of round Robin, but not really round Robin. Um, in that the, we, we have these pairs of teams that, that stick together. Right. So like, you know, I imagine, um, so the top two teams are what Cali energy right now. Right. And so they will get to swim against whoever, uh, the top two teams are in this match every time, um, versus like LA and Toronto don't have that luxury. So I think, it, it's it's really going to depend on how those matchups play out. 
That's yeah, and the playoff format is something else. We'll do uh, a whole we'll do a whole other podcast breaking that down for everybody. Seriously, but okay. So back back to this podcast. I mean, we're we're just about done here. My last question is just any bold predictions for day two of this match number eleven play in match. Nothing. uh coleman will continue to be i don't have a bold prediction for day two i think um i think it's going to be dc and iron i think the breakers always kind of tease us on day one they have swum well today um but i think by the end it's 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 not going to be in doubt what the the bottom two teams are going to be here um i think it's dc and iron moving on yeah i think the same i think Iron's going to slowly move away from tokyo over the course of Day two, and it might look like it's a lot closer, and then the skins are going to happen, and Iron's just going to blow away Tokyo. And it's it's mostly just a matter of can they catch DC or not. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.